Hi, this is Jason Kelly. And I'm Ray Haberski. And this is the Dialogues on the Experience of War podcast. Ray, tell us about the podcast. Okay, so this is uh, sponsored by the NEH, National Endowment for the Humanities. And for many years, the NEH has tried to encourage academics from all across the United States to convene conversations with different types of communities. And uh, a few years ago, Jason Kelly and I applied to NEH to run a series of conversations on the experience of war, uh, sort of in the context of American history, but to do so with communities of veterans and academics and people from different walks of life. And so uh, this is our attempt to do this for posterity by using the podcast format to um, frame conversations about war, uh, to think through how Americans over time have uh, dealt with the morality of war, uh, to consider where we're headed in some ways as a country uh, when we think about uh, the experience of, of war in the past and how we might use that to frame discussions in the future. Yeah, and the podcast was set up, uh, and the entire program for that matter was set up with justice at the core, thinking about the ways that we conceptualize war um, uh, either as an act of uh, injustice or how uh, historically folks in the United States in particular have attempted to justify going to war. And that's going to be a recurring theme, mm-hmm. but that's not the only theme that goes right. through this, of right. course. Um, the uh, podcast series, as we're planning it, at least for the first season, is a 10-episode series. We'll be dealing with all kinds of interesting issues on the podcasts, bringing in different guests throughout the podcast. Sometimes we'll have historical recordings that will be in the podcast. Sometimes we'll be talking about primary documents, but everything is accessible through a centralized website. Our website has uh, access to the podcast, all of the primary documents, recordings and lectures, and all kinds of supplementary materials, which we'll be referring you to as you're listening to the podcast. And so I'll say this, that um, one of the inspirations for the podcast was thinking through uh, how Americans over time have used just war theory to evaluate uh, the nation's role in war. Now, I'm going to distinguish between just war theory as a concept and just war thinking, which is mostly how Americans have used the theory. So just war theory is, is a pretty discreet um, concept, and it, you know, it comes out of sort of medieval Catholicism. And it's basically thinking about the morality of war before it begins, so you have to have sort of a just cause to attack somebody, and then the morality of uh, prosecuting war. So who should be sort of off limits uh, during a war? So that's use ad bellum and use in bello. Um, just war thinking, however, is really what most countries have been engaged in, definitely in the 20th century uh, in the United States for most of its history. And it's basically, in some ways, how to justify going to war and then justifying, in some ways, the crimes that are committed during war. Now, Americans uh, do some evaluation of their commitment to war or the nation's involvement in war in different ways, and, and we're going to use historical examples to sort of sift through some of those uh, some of the uh, discussions and, and debates. But we also wanted a chance to talk to people who have actually been in war or who have been charged as you know as as soldiers to prosecute some aspect of war so that we have a way to check in uh, and check our own assumptions about what it means uh, to be a warrior in, in American culture. 
we were talking about the history of war, but in particular, we're interested in comparing and contrasting two wars throughout. And you'll hear us referring back to these two wars over and over. And in fact, we're going to have special epi- podcast episodes devoted to these particular wars. The first one being a war that many Americans don't know much, if anything, about, which is the Spanish-American War, uh, as it's become known over time. And the second war is the Vietnam War. And they're actually uh, great wars to compare with each other Mm -hmm. uh, to some extent uh, because people... Uh, don't completely understand the full scope and uh, the, the the aspects of these wars, and uh, in part because there's some distance from those mm-hmm. wars that allow us to think about contemporary issues in a historical framework. So when we're talking to a lot of the folks that we're going to have on this podcast, we're going to be talking historically but thinking mm-hmm. in the present. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, one of the things about the Spanish-American War that makes it historically significant it is often referred to as sort of the first imperial war that the United States fights, right? I mean, the United States is shaped by uh, the War of Independence and then the Civil War uh, prior to, you know, the late 19th century. The Spanish-American War is initially a war of liberation, uh, sort of liberating Cuba uh, in particular from the Spanish Empire and then the Philippines, but it quickly becomes a, a very hotly contested war by the public. I mean, uh, it's really one of the first moments you get a, a genuine peace movement or pacifist movement emerging in, in U.S. history. Uh, none other than Mark Twain uh, leads part of that movement, and we'll, we'll definitely get a chance to talk about him. But I think the Spanish-American War also sets some of the terms that we still use uh, to describe and evaluate and debate the Vietnam War. Um, and I think that's where the comparative part is really important. But of course, before we start talking about these wars, you probably want to know who we are in the first place. So maybe it's a good moment to introduce ourselves, Ray. Uh, Do you want to introduce yourself first? Sure. Okay. So one of the reasons that um, I wanted to be part of the project is that I've I've spent a good number of years um, looking at debates about morality in American history. So I started out writing about how um, Americans debated uh, popular culture, in particular movies and censorship, and... Not surprisingly, when 9-11 happened, uh, I turned to the debate about the morality of war. And so I wrote a book called God and War, and it was about the way that war organized American thoughts about the goodness of the nation and whether or not it was both morally good as well as powerful um, in the basically post-1945 era. So it was really you know, uh, an argument that suggested because of World War II, the United States achieved a certain type of presence in the world it never had before. How did it use that presence? How did people debate what American power was supposed to be used for? And when it was used, what were the limits of that power? How could it defend everything from uh, Korea to Cuba to Vietnam right up through um, the wars in Afghanistan and Iraq? Uh, Since then, I've been working uh, on a an article, a couple of articles, and then a book-length treatment of just war thinking uh, in American life. And so, again, this this idea that when Americans try to come to terms with the morality of war, what what kind of words or concepts do they use? And, um, I, you know, my argument is that for the most part, they're using the concept of just war. Part of that is because American uh, culture, American politics, has been fundamentally shaped by religion and the relationship that people have to um, churches and their faith. 
And so using just war theory, again, it's, it's fundamentally a, a sort of a Catholic construct, but it certainly becomes part of, of the American vernacular. Uh, how that influences everything from the way that, that, uh, that foreign policy think tanks think about war, um, foreign policy journals, to presidents, priests, and the general public. So that's, that's where sort of I fit into this discussion about uh, the morality of war and just war thinking. And I come from a very different perspective from <laughs> Ray. Uh, by training, I'm a scholar of the 18th century, and not just not even 18th century U.S., but I'm a historian of 18th century Britain, uh, and more recently, a historian of the environment. But where I come to this project is the public humanities piece of this. I'm the director of uh, Indiana University, Purdue University, Indianapolis's Arts and Humanities Institute. And we do lots of programming in the city and beyond uh, that deal with deep, important issues. And at the core of much of the work that we do are the publics in the community. And one of the major publics in Indiana is our veterans population, the veterans, active service members, their families. Mm -hmm. And that really is kind of the origin of this. We were thinking, Ray and I were thinking about ways that we could address these big issues that Ray just laid out and engage these publics uh, with which we hadn't engaged enough in the past. And uh, we reached out to different veterans organizations and, and individuals who we knew and came together. And this this project took off. And, and thank goodness we had funding from the National Endowment for the Humanities to do all of this. So a few months ago, we had a, a training program that brought uh, veterans together, and we spent three full days together with veterans and scholars and experts on the Spanish-American War and the Vietnam War, and had a three-day training with each other, learned from each other, talked a lot, read these primary documents that we're going to be talking about, and now this is the podcast. This is, podcast. This is the kind of summative piece of everything we've been looking forward to doing over the past uh, couple of years as, as we've been working on these projects. Other outcomes from this have been uh, a series of courses that have been taught mm -hmm. here at IUPY, and there's going to be one more course, which is actually an open educational resource course, mm -hmm. and that's going to be open to everybody, both to take the course and to adopt the course uh, for their for their uh, for their classrooms, and so um, there. This is a multifaceted piece. The podcast is uh, the the current piece we're working on right now, and I'm very excited to be doing this with you, Ray. Yeah, me too. I, I think that you know, again, podcasts these days have become sort of ubiquitous. Uh, but what makes them so nice is that you know we can have discrete conversations, we can have long series of conversations, we can talk to a variety of people. Um, we can dig pretty deeply into um, issues and documents. Uh, as you said, the website's going to be really comprehensive when it comes to providing additional material for people. I mean, there is a lot to talk about in sort of just war uh, thinking in, in American history. Um, but I think almost as important is how, how people will respond to the questions uh, that we ask them, right? So, I mean, not everybody's going to come at... Uh, these issues uh, like I do or like you do. But I think that is part of the gist of, of, of what the NEH uh, wants to support. Like, what do conversations look like? What are the outlines? What, what Where do people end up? Why does it seem to be, uh, you know, maybe we'll create kind of a microcosm of this. Why does it seem to be so difficult to have a discussion about 
war and U.S. history that leads in a direction that prevents war to some degree. You know, uh, I, I mean, I think these are these are um, there are there are issues that I think we know exist and sort of bounce around. And I, I'm looking forward to having space and time uh, to sort of work through um, some of these questions with like a really broad spectrum of of uh, discussions. So we welcome all of you to participate in this podcast, uh, not just by listening, but by interacting with it. Mm-hmm. So uh, we encourage you to put your comments into our onto our website. Right. Send us notes over social media, over email. Uh, you know, please do rate us on Apple uh, right. iTunes or right. I, uh, podcasts yep. uh, because that's always helpful as well so we can get the word out to people. And, uh, you know, just uh, feel free uh, to make this uh, your own in your own classrooms, adopt it, mm-hmm. have community conversations around it because what we want to do is have this as a launching point for more conversations because at the end of the day, it's through conversation where we learn about each other, we get to know each other, and we can have more thoughtful conversations about some of the most pressing and challenging issues that we face uh, nationally. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, this this particular podcast series and, and the grant that we got uh, is sort of midstream. So there have been other NEH-funded uh, conversations about war. Uh, they just issued... Uh, a release of new funding for more conversations. So we're part of a much bigger galaxy of this, of this type of, uh, of uh, experience for the public. So I'm, I'm sort of looking forward to connecting with those other groups, and, and uh, we'll try to do that through our website as well and maybe have somebody on from uh, one of the later groups on the podcast to see how they're doing. Fantastic. Well, we look forward to uh, seeing you at our, or hearing you perhaps, at the next podcast. And uh, please uh, send us a message uh, if you have any requests or interests. Uh, We're still recording this, so we have plenty of place to go in the future. Um, And Ray, we'll talk soon. Sounds good, Jason. Thanks. Thanks.